0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Misfits Podcast. We are your favorite Misfit hosts, Sarah and Hannah. Uh, Today, we are joined by uh, yet another special guest. We just have so many just great people joining us on this season. And this is another one that I'm really, really excited about. So listeners, just like click in your seatbelts and get ready. (laughs) (laughs) We have on the, the podcast today, Stacey Chomiak. Did I pronounce that correctly? yeah that's pretty good i mean yeah pretty yeah, good is that around. not accurate No, <laughs> no I- it, it's very accurate i'm just I'm, I'm pretty shocked but it's very accurate <laughs> okay cool i didn't butcher it okay got no, it gold star on my chest okay stacy choviak uh she's an artist in the animation industry getting her start on the well-loved series my little pony friendship is magic i know some of y'all listeners are super into that show so freak out now um <laughs> While she continues to lend her talents to various children's animated shows, she also illustrates kids' books and also is a Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrations member, right? Um, Mm -hmm. She lives happily here in the West Coast, not too far from Vancouver, and she also identifies as a gay Christian and loves to advocate for the LGBTQ community and have conversations around faith and sexuality, which is definitely upper alley <laughs> <laughs> um, when she isn't furiously sketching and, you know, her wrist isn't tired. <laughs> Stacey is likely out to be for a jog amazing love that uh critiquing her favorite hitchcock film or encouraging her children to dance to her whitney houston tracks i love that <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh just like forcing them it's just dance well just- <laughs> yeah i no, well they they like to dance but i just we're, we like
1: sneak in all the 80s you know tracks so gotcha. i'm like I'm like whitney houston yeah we got to get them going young you know yeah so. no i <laughs>
0: that, that makes sense that makes sense yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast stacy
1: how are you feeling thanks so much, thanks for asking me to be here i I love um chatting about all of that that stuff so I'm really excited to uh chat with you guys tonight
2: yes yeah, so um stacy um before we dive into the the meat of the conversation, um we usually ask this question to our guest sure um do you consider yourself a misfit if so why if not that's okay, why not?
1: Oh, I like that question. I absolutely consider myself a misfit. Um, why? Oh, man. I, there's so many reasons why. Um, <laughs> just as I look around right now in my office, I have way more toys than my children. I have like, yes. I'm obsessed with Back to the Future. I made my own hoverboard. I'm a super huge. Oh my god! Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a rabbit hole. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm super geeky. I just, um, there's lots of reasons why I, I don't think I fit into like <laughs> typical normalcy. So I, I happily would claim the the misfit. So I guess it's appropriate that I'm on this podcast. Oh,
0: absolutely. Thank you for being on this podcast with us. <laughs> totally welcome. All right. Um, When the world opens, I'm definitely going to test out that hoverboard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Get, get I, my knees ready for all the scrapes and all of <laughs> I wish it worked. It looks cool. Like it does work, but
1: I wish it did. Too bad it doesn't.
0: <laughs> If I close my eyes hard enough will I levitate off the ground? I don't know. Oh,
1: maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Let's try that out.
0: <laughs> Reach a different plane of existence, okay? Yeah. So, we have a fellow misfits here misfit here on the podcast. Um just a quick thing Stacy. So, me and Hannah obviously we were creeping you on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, in a, in, um, in a
2: good way, not a, in a good not way. Yeah, a in a good way, of course.
0: Of course. Maybe I don't expect an, anything less. <laughs> so, you had a quick talk at your your home church, uh, Open Door. And in a previous season, we had Pastor Bradley on here. Quick mm-hmm. uh, shout out to him in that episode. But uh, you opened your talk at your church with, with a poem. And I was wondering if I could just reread that out and get your if it has anything changed since,
1: mm. you know, since that
0: recording and, and why it's your favorite, but I wanted to get the listeners in on your, on your headspace. <laughs> for sure. Go for it. Since Hannah and I had kind of a head start, but, so this is a uh, wild geese by Mary Oliver. Is she one of your favorite poets or? oh my word yeah it's a problem like i i i mean it's not a problem but i
1: i just feel like every every, every time i'm asked to talk there's some new mary oliver poem and people are probably oh, like wow. get a new influence already but I, <laughs> like, she's just she's so amazing
0: so yes yeah <laughs> i love her yeah just like a bit of research about her as well she um she's obviously a poet but um the way it's interesting the way she connects with with god is through nature and i love that i love that sort of explicit verbalization that yeah there are other avenues to connect with god and that me too nature you know i feel that so hard (laughs) yeah totally i love that nature is worship it can be Mm -hmm, worship yes Mm -hmm. so that's not the poem um
2: That's the, yeah, that's the yeah, same intro to the poem. There's not even, there's not even
0: a rhyme. Uh, yeah, there's no rhyming, no nothing. It's just spoken <laughs> no. word. So it's uh, Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. over and over announcing your place in the family of things beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. oh
1: that like yeah i mean it's just like a nice thick comforter mm. <laughs> that
0: you put on and a just... waist blanket
1: yeah, yeah exactly i just <laughs> i want to like sleep and cry at the same time <laughs> oh i totally so... <laughs> feel that that was yeah. me just now yeah it is so beautiful and moving and i like I mean, I'm new to calling myself a writer, but I I would just love to be able to put words together that way that she does. It's so beautiful.
0: Mm. Can I can I ask why um, why why was this poem the one that you sort of referenced? So in that talk that you had at Open Door Church, it's kind of you sharing your your own personal story and journey as a as a gay Christian. But I'm wondering mm-hmm. why why this out of all the Mary Oliver poems, this was <laughs> the one that you you referenced, especially with that opening line. Like what a banger!
1: yeah Mm -hmm. oh well that I think that's kind of why like it really hit me because I think for so much of my journey as I shared in that talk like I I really truly was crippled by that idea that I you have to be a certain type of good Mm -hmm. and you know a certain type of good that is acceptable by the Christian community by the evangelical community by Jesus himself and Mm -hmm. I think I just spent so much energy trying to change the parts of me that I really believe weren't good. And so that idea of, of someone saying like, actually you can kind of rip that, the whole rule book apart. You don't actually have to be good. Like what is good anyway?
0: Right. Right. And
1: Mm. it just sort of like, you know, dismantles sort of all these foundational ideas that I think get really scary and huge and, and it can kind of, you know, put your whole life on pause. So It's just like, yeah, it's like that kind of breakdown moment where you're like, wait a minute, actually, that's true. I don't have to be that way. And what if I just let go of what that means and just sort of be and it's yeah, it's very, very freeing for me for sure.
0: And just a quick thing as well, I think the second line, I already exited the browser, stupid me, but (laughs) um, I think the the second line was kind of like, you don't have to crawl on your knees through the desert Mm. repenting. And I'm not saying that that's a bad way to worship. I know some people connect with God in that way, but Mm. the way I've been wired and the way that I've been written, I can't. I can't worship out of a place of shame.
1: (laughs) Mm. I love that that's how you feel because it's, I think, I mean, like now I I turned 40 in the summer, but I I feel like that's sort of the last few years I've sort of felt that way finally. Mm. But Mm. so much of my own faith journey was definitely sort of born from that place of, you know, first you feel bad about yourself and maybe Mm. that will help you change. And then Mm. once you change, you can sort of be free, but Instead mm. of kind of coming from the place of freedom first, mm. and mm. that yeah, I, I love
0: I love that you feel that way. That's so that's so amazing. And it's almost like it's almost like Jesus said it is finished. So it's like, hey, here's the starting point of freedom. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Why are exactly. we hopping
0: back into shackles? You know? Exactly. Yeah. It, then it sounds so
1: simple when you say that, and yet, mm. and I totally agree with you. But I think you know, yeah. just at least in my experience of evangelicalism yeah. well, at least when i was growing up it is not that simple
0: no yeah, and
1: no. at least i mean it is simple if you're a certain way and yeah. if you aren't a certain way then it's extremely complicated and mm-hmm. overwhelming and really impossible mm-hmm. so it it's yeah it's nice to sort of you know, kind of zoom way back and see that there's right. you know it's so much bigger than that and simpler than that i think
0: yeah nor is it linear i don't want to oh that
1: yeah
2: yeah. it's exactly just like life you mentioned stacy um that um from the poem um that we don't have to be good and you um thought that there's a certain kind of good that you have to be growing up um mm-hmm. how did you um get from i mean how did you get to get past that sorry mm-hmm. That's a good question. I I think,
1: I mean, I don't even think it's me now sort of defining what good is more than it's defining Mm. just who I am
2: Mm. and
1: sort of how how I can sort of settle into that Mm. fully and realize that that is where God is and that he sort of is at the center of kind of that peacefulness inside of myself. Like when Mm. I sort of not that I mean, I really need to med- meditate more and and work on that and sort of, especially with toddlers. Like you need to learn how to like <laughs> take the deep breaths and and calm yourself. And that's in like mode real... for a second oh my word mm-hmm. yeah you need I, we need to do that <laughs> more but you, usually there's no zen until after eight o'clock But,
0: night, but <laughs> as you told us the other night yeah. yes yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, no, it's every night yeah but it, it's <laughs> but it, I think once like you know when I like for me too like when I go out in nature or I go on my bike or when I right. go jogging when I right. have myself and I sort of allow that sort of inside of me who's sort of that the real me just whatever it is the soul or that part that is of God inside of me when I listen to that I think that's when I'm reminded of like the word good doesn't matter it's just about kind of holding on to what is and sort of the that kind of purest sort of like Mm -hmm. I mean most content part of myself and I think that's just an ongoing you know, life work to do that as we, as we change, as we get older Mm -hmm. and as we learn new things and as we are stretched in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, that's kind of become like the new life's work, right. Is kind of discovering what, Mm. what, who we are, who we are in God and who we are in the world and um, all those huge sort of life questions.
0: Right. And just two things before, before these thoughts escape me, um, (laughs) just a quick thing. I I like what you said about contentment and this has been sort of a, an ongoing conversation I've been having with God as well between like contentment and not that contentment is a bad thing or even ambition so I'm trying to find a healthy balance or like equilibrium between these two supposed you know because my brain is very dichotomy based because of the Christian faith so let's <laughs> yeah, yeah other avenues but for now operating out of that um, and sort of the impression that God gave me when I was having this conversation with him or her or them, Uh, Mm -hmm. is just sit with me and Mm. then and then that equilibrium will be established or that recalibration I guess would be would be established
1: Um, Mm -hmm.
0: and then another thing that you said which I guess now escapes me (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it'll come back to you I'm sure it will (laughs) yeah yeah Um, I think it was just this idea of um, it's not so much you defining good versus you stepping into yourself and mm. finding that sort of internalized definition. So I love that separate, again, dichotomy is the separation between <laughs> like, you trying to define something that's external, versus just coming back home into yourself, which has always been there. Mm, where the yeah. Holy Spirit dwells, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that, that was a beautiful thing that you said. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I
1: love um, all that stuff you said too. that sort of that contentment is I think it's I mean even for myself like it is sort of an ongoing thing when mm. I think just the world like like I'd mentioned before like social media and stuff you it right. constantly it, it begs you to compare yourself and your life Ooh, yeah. and your surroundings with other people and and you want to sort of I can see why people take like a Facebook break or a Instagram break and and yeah. try to just yeah. like actually look around and not you know it's that whole idea of like if I don't take a picture of it did it really happen does it really matter oh yeah and that I thought of that because I didn't grow up with social media, and you know, I, I mean, I'm 40. I'm not like ancient, but still, I'm I'm like pre Google. So still young, remember, still young, <laughs> young yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Cover well, young, <laughs> I,
1: exactly. I feel twelve inside. So, but I I feel like it, I you know that I remember when we didn't have all this stuff around us, and it it, it sort of sucks you in, and it can yeah. sort of suck the life out of you. And mm. you know what what does it mean to just be okay, and not only okay, but really like satisfied? Right. and content in where we are mm. and mm. and we can still be striving and like and I mean I'm I'm like an ambitious person to probably my own fault like I will keep mm. going keep mm. going but am yeah. I am I stopping to celebrate like right. the victories and like being present in the moment and that's I think just a, a pro- problem that we have in our society because everything's just moving so fast and everything's yeah. flashy and And I think that's what nature does too, right? It like reminds us like there's seasons and things go at a certain pace and there's no rush and, you know, breathe it in and
0: take it in. So yeah, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. Um, I think even in that talk, just to, to take a little bit of a shift, but even in that talk um, you as an artist, you tapping into that creative energy that you have um, you mentioned these concepts of good and you working or unlearning almost this this perfectionism from shifting from good to perfect and how that can sometimes affect you. Um, mm-hmm. How did how did you have you come to unlearn perfectionism? How did you do it? Um, and how does that sort of mindset shift if if you've had it already affect even just the art that you produce or the the creative juices that get flowing? You know, because mm-hmm. I sometimes perfectionism is immobilizing.
1: experience. Oh my word. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm always going to struggle with it in some ways in some parts of my life because it's sort of just, it's fundamentally just who I am. But I, I think in my art, there's been a lot of freedom because I've sort of, I think it's just really scary to, to share parts of yourself like like when you're an artist it's it's like it's part of who I am inside and if someone's mm. going to judge that and say like "Oh, I don't really like those colors I'm like what that's my soul what do you mean I like those <laughs> but I mean it's it's learning like yeah, yeah, especially yeah. like a professional artist like hmm. you know we're, we're working right now with DreamWorks and we have meetings and they have opinions and we you know it's not about us we're working for a client and you you make changes right. for them and, and so you learn like I've been working for 10 years in that industry so you learn not to take it personally but I've Mm -hmm. found that I have a lot of freedom when I can do something for just myself, which is why I do a lot of art just for myself. And I try Mm -hmm. to, I try to purposely not spend a ton of time. Like I used to like do tons of research about how I wanted it to look and then spend like hours doing something. And then, (laughs) and then I would be like, ah, it's not what I thought in my head. And then I would get even more upset, but I just sort of like, let go, just like, just paint, do something for half an hour, get it out. And experiment with different styles, and I think the last few years I've done that more, and I found it super freeing because it's just for me, and even if you know it doesn't have to be anything, it just can be. I can try this how this brush is today, or w- what about this flower? What does it look like? And yeah. it's just about like staying curious about what's outside right. of what's in the world, and how can I express that in art? And then kind of focusing on on that part of it instead of being critical, because I mm. think the critic. Can be really loud inside all of us and it's it's how can we allow ourselves to to sort of not listen to the critic and sort of listen mm. to that curiosity instead
0: yeah i think oh man it's it's definitely hard especially as you get older to kind of just tell that inner critic to shut up oh, <laughs> yes just shut up just, so, just shut up oh man it's very
1: very hard that's why i go to therapy <laughs> to no save. <laughs> <Same.
0: definitely>. it's
1: definitely <laughs> It's healthy. It's seriously, it seriously takes a yep. lot of hard work. It really does.
0: Yeah, and it's them telling you, no, 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 that's normal. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm normal. Whoa, I'm good. Yeah, normal,
2: okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, when did your interest in art, uh, started, um, Stacy?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, I was. I think I was always interested in art. Like I. I do remember in kindergarten, um, like I think I was six or seven. And the teacher was like, what does everyone want to be when they grow up? And I was like, I'm going to be an animator. Oh, so I, yeah, she I know. I so just, cute. Uh, And she, and she <laughs> was like, oh, okay. It was so like clear. Everyone's like fireman and policeman. So I, really yeah, I, Right just, from kindergarten. Hey. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I remember that distinctly sitting wow. on like the little carpeted steps in the library. Wow. And so I, I just always was totally enamored by it like Disney movies and animation and yes. just the, like that idea that someone drew that and you yeah. you're like crying because of someone's drawings like you're feeling things and and oh, you're wow. you know it's just it's just beautiful like to be able to draw something to and make someone feel something because of what you drew mm-hmm. that was is just I just had to be a part of that somehow I, I didn't I didn't think I was talented or anything I just wanted to somehow be involved in it so um I just always kind of drew but I, I would draw other characters I didn't really I couldn't think of my own a lot. I was like drawing Garfield and Ariel and all the kind
0: of Disney characters and Yeah, Ariel the start of um all of our Gabie's experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess or is that just oh me okay God. that's just me no okay. there, no,
1: there's, no there's probably probably all of them was totally part of my experience
0: yeah totally oh, am yeah, i just putting myself back. out on the internet right now like what is this
2: it's fine no shame bro no okay. shame no shame at all no
0: <laughs> i remember it too just from um i keep i keep going back to that talk that you had at open door but you said one thing where i had to. I had to just pause it for a second and kind of just breathe after you saying that. Oh. Um, but you said there was something along that I'm paraphrasing and I'm really hoping that I don't just mess this up, but you said something <laughs> along the lines of like um, the voice you had inside or the story that you had inside just had to get out mm, something yeah. along those yeah, lines. That like you had to get it out whether that be visually or even just you connecting with your own story with the book that's going to be dropping soon with uh, mm-hmm. Dear Younger Gay Me. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. this this year, right? Is it October? Yeah, it's it, it, October, yeah. So that's my birthday present to myself. I'm going to oh, buy that.
1: When's oh, your, when's your birthday? <laughs> the 7th. <seventh. laughs> oh, okay. It comes on the 19th. So I'll have to sign a well, copy for you. I'll yes, please. please. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you
0: you said something along those lines of whatever was inside just had to get out.
2: Mm-hmm. And so um,
0: I'm just astounded by your story and how how far you've come to this point where you can finally fully accept yourself to the point that wow you're actually illustrating a story and i want to i want (laughs) to what's the christianese word for it like edify you by saying like you're creating something that's gonna make other people cry and that's like your kindergartner's dream coming true oh shoot i didn't think of
1: that oh my word that's oh yeah you're gonna make me cry now i didn't i didn't even think of that (laughs) yeah cry (laughs) (laughs) do (laughs) it Oh, Dude. No. I can see why you don't have video on this thing because audio. Yep. I see no. you. I see you now. I see nope.
0: you. I've already <laughs> Nope. <laughs> but I just how does that how how would you mm-hmm this isn't even a question I prepared, but this is just something that's like heavy on my heart right now. But how Mm. would you, what message would you say to any of the listeners right now that kind of have that tug or, you know, the Christian Mm -hmm. word, the Christianese word for it is conviction, right? Oh man. Yeah. There's that tug in you to get that out. And all these different voices that are telling you to stifle your own voice. Mm. And it's, it's God's still small voice, just saying, Mm -hmm. just let it out. Mm
2: -hmm. And so my
0: question is what, how, with your journey and contextualizing all of that, how what would you say to to listeners going through this? Oh,
1: yeah, I know that's I a big you, one. I didn't no, mean to throw a curveball. No, no, no.
0: Not at all. I love it.
1: I, I love that because I, I think about that a lot lately because hmm. I am astounded at how far it's come. I, I'm trying to look at it like not from myself because I think it's so it's still so strange for me, like the name of the book has my name in it. And like, it's very like me. And Mm. so it feels strange, because I I never really wanted to put myself out there so much. Mm. But but I did, like, look back and and realize, like, I did just follow that tug. And so I would encourage anybody, everybody who feels like I mean, we all have something we need to say and want to say whatever that looks Mm. like, if it's, if it's writing something or painting something or, doing something physical to express that dancing I love dance as well Mm. I think it it's just do do it and don't think about what people are going to think of it do it like just do it for you Mm. and if you feel like it's something inside that you want to do even like just for yourself and actually that's the best place to start is just for yourself actually don't do anything Mm. for other people do it because you you, let me rephrase that make sure that it is for you because then it's authentic, and I think people know when something is authentic, and that's what we connect with—is with other people's stories, and with other people's hearts. And yeah. when it's done for the wrong reasons or for someone else, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. come through the same way. And I don't think that God's able to use it the same way. Mm-hmm. And I—I I just feel like, yeah, I—I I just had to tell myself over and over, just get out of your own way, and wow. let this door, let the door open, and just take the next right step. You don't have to know the whole journey. You don't have to figure out what's a year or even a week down the line. But if this next thing feels good, then do that, and then wow. see. Then check in with yourself and do the next thing. And that's kind of what I did, and that's why I'm like, "What the heck? Is this isn't be a book now because that's not. <laughs> what I did. I started with one sketch. Oh
0: so man,
1: it, it's it's a beautiful, astounding kind of reflection of of God in my life. Wow, and that's I mean sounds so cheesy and cliche but that's the only way yeah. I can really say it it's so yeah I would I just yeah do it like keep dreaming work hard do wow. what feels right for you and I think you'll be astounded at what God does with that if you just do it little by little that that's what I've seen anyway in my life
0: well I think even just you coming to terms with yourself, like it, it really comes through in your energy with uh, with how encouraging you are, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, can, I can feel that and it, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I hope so
1: because I, I I, always, when I want to interact with people because I always wish this for myself mm-hmm. is that someone would actually be present in that conversation, that someone would actually hear me and that, someone would just be honest because I had a lot of conversations where mm. people kind of didn't want to hear what I had to say or wanted to tell me what you know didn't really listen and they just wanted to tell me that whatever the clobber verses or whatever they you know the right thing oh, that they sheesh. thought <laughs> yeah yeah but oh but I mean it it, it, make, it makes such a difference when someone actually hears you and actually mm. shares their heart and I think again that's I think that I'm so much about connection and Life is just so, so, so short. And if we can try to connect with each other in meaningful ways, it doesn't have to be big. It can be small ways. But I think that's what changes people's lives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And I think just even with what you said, and I know you mentioned this even in the talk at Open Door with you just, you just saying to God, okay, I'll I'll get out of your way. So that way you can show me what you're trying to do through me. I think mm-hmm. that that was so powerful and I mean, just to promo your book once again and Dear Younger Gay, you mentioned one scene. Um, oh, my gosh. It just hurts my heart because, like, I went through that same thing when I was younger. Um, hurts my heart in a good way, <laughs> obviously, but like, just, just beating. But the scene is you being surrounded by Bibles and you're trying to, you know, understand the etymology, the Greek translation about what what. Man, I'm still going through that because I'm in seminary right now. Well, previously in high school, I was like, okay, let's do all of this just to be able to validate yeah. my own identity.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, like,
0: mm-hmm. really need to do. It's just like, oh, John three sixteen, Jesus loves me. This I know, and I'm like, do I know oh. this? You know? <laughs> oh man, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. you mentioned that you you prayed to God to take your story and allow it. To let others know that they're not alone if they're going mm. through that same journey. Um, mm-hmm. How have you? I know you've already kind of mentioned this in passing, but if you can specify, how have you seen God work in, in your giving your story to Him almost while still mm. doing your part? Of course, is not to say that you know we'll sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh man, that uh, that's such a big question because I'm I've been totally like overwhelmed with how I've seen it already like have seen God working with it already. And um, I mean, even just this past weekend, I, I did, spoke at a conference in the States, like obviously virtually. And cool. um, I had a, someone message me randomly say like, I listened to your talk and, and it completely changed my life. And oh, wow. I, like, I couldn't even talk because it, it's exactly like, I feel like the words are coming from my own mouth. And like I just want you to know like the Holy Spirit's like really working and I like I mean I I get like chills when I get messages like that because that's I've had many uh, like that and Mm. it's just totally astounding to me because I don't feel worthy of getting those messages to be honest and yeah and so that that to me is God working that's not me doing anything it's just me Mm. trying to allow God to use me and so those little i mean big things they you know when they happen it reminds me that this is the right path i'm supposed to be on because that's you know for those 13 years i felt i felt super lonely and i was super lonely mm. and and i just questioned constantly if if this is right if this is okay mm. you know no one else is out there that i can see so this must be wrong oh man and so i i just i constantly prayed if i ever get to a place where i feel okay about this like I, I need to be that for somebody else because it, it's just mm-hmm. such a lonely existence. And so that, that was my biggest dream is just to be that, that kind of encouragement for one person. And, and it, there's been a lot of people so far. So I, yeah, I'm so overwhelmed and, and grateful to, to be in this position because it does feel like a huge privilege. So I, I, I just don't want to screw it up. I just, you know, I want to just make sure that I'm, you know, being, yeah, being genuine and, and loving people where they're at. and. And encouraging them because it it is, you know, sometimes it is people's lives. They they get so lonely and desperate that it's like they don't really feel like being here anymore. And
0: right, yeah.
1: You know, if I can change that inner monologue a little bit, you know, then that is totally
0: worth worth it. Everything. No one's asking you to be perfect, (laughs) Stacy. No pressure. (laughs) You're doing an amazing job.
2: Yeah. Your drawings are perfect.
0: Everyone pick up a copy in October. Yeah, October 19th, <laughs> 2021. Yeah, 2021. Um, so just a quick thing. I, I mean, uh, to the listeners, uh, I met Stacy through 1TWU. We had a quick event, kind of a night of stories-ish, and she was sharing hers. And it really impacted even my own queer journey. Um, as you said, Stacy, just seeing someone that was like me and you even mentioning your own story with with your kids, I was blown away. I was like, wait, you mean I can love God? I can worship God? God will love me and I can still love another woman? What? Like, and that yeah. was just, I was shattered. Like, I was trying to keep it together that night for sure. Aww. But as soon as I got home, I was like, <gasps> <gasps> oh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> oh, man, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> What is this guy? But then obviously up and down, I'm not saying my journey was linear. Definitely some internalized homophobia for mm. sure. Oh um, yeah, I hear but, you. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, um, how is the queer community different now than when you first came out or kind of, I guess, started your journey of fully accepting yourself?
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's it's really different. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I I just turned 40 and I, I started struggling, like when the well, the book starts when I was 16, so mm, I, I can't. Mm. I'm not a mathematologist. I can't do that math. But it's something. It's over 20 years anyway. I know that we're queer. So. <laughs> we're queer. We're really that's queer. True, we're true. really queer. <laughs> yes, that's true. So it, I mean, there's. It's been a lot of years, and and even from like 2010 when I came out and kind of found peace with everything. There's, you know, I started to sort of see some um, like queer Christian voices, like here and there, start to come up, and that sort of helped my journey so much. And now sort of 10 years later, it's definitely, I mean, in general, it's definitely changing. There's a lot more, you know, dialogue like this. Like I would have been like, I would not have been freaking out if I found a conversation like this <laughs> on the internet when I was like searching for something to listen to because no one talked about sexuality mm-hmm. and faith together.
0: Right. And, mm-hmm. you know,
1: it was just, they were two separate things. They were two separate worlds. Yeah. And that's why I just love the ability to have these conversations because it's so important. Mm. and that that has I think changed I think it still needs to change a lot in terms of the church Mm. and I think there's a long way to go in that respect I think the the world in general has been a lot more accepting you know of the community and but I think the church and especially the conservative church there's there's a lot of work to do and yeah we'll see we'll see what happens when like when my book comes out and there's you know I speak a lot about you know a lot about church Mm. and I talk about you know I, I talk about like a lot of my early sexual experiences and, and because I, I don't feel like sex is talked about enough, especially right. in, in Christian spaces. Totally. And I, I really want to help kind of start that conversation because it's, it's just not healthy that it isn't talked about. So I'm hoping that, you know, that will still continue. I mean, not just with myself, but it, with a lot of people that people will keep talking about these things, because there's a lot of people that, sort of are in these two worlds and that are existing and it it, you know it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing
0: Mm.
1: so yeah there's just there's so much beauty in this community and I think people need
0: to see that see that I think just was it the past week or something I mean I mean Hannah and I like we've we've come to terms with ourselves so we're kind of operating out of a place of like pure joy and and Mm. thankfulness Mm. But I mean, it, the work also isn't done because there's, there's uh, what's it called The announcement by the Pope, right? And that sort of I, tracking uh, that happened. Yeah. The last yeah. Week. Yeah. So it's an a discouragement, but for a Type Eight like me, I'm like, all right, the work's still not done. Let's get this right. challenge started. Yeah. You know, exactly, exactly. I I say kind of similar
1: thing. I like I shared the cover of my book on Facebook this week because it went up for pre order and yeah um so people i were sharing it and i just noticed someone i don't know commented and said um like how can gay and christian be in the same title well, they don't go together at well, all wow right. and so yeah i was like oh yeah that's right that's why i wrote the book yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah just, just grab a copy of my book <laughs> yeah. if you want to know more
1: <laughs> yeah exactly find out here exactly <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> work apartment. is not
2: done yeah Work are yeah. not done totally um, before we uh wrap it up, uh, Stacy, I mean, of course, we want to ha- uh, keep um having conversations with you yeah, for the no. whole night, but I know you have toddlers <laughs> too, so we cannot do that. Um, <laughs> true, true,
0: true. Um, you get that wine night out. Yeah.
2: Um. So how do how do your faith and sexuality intertwine with one another? Like you just mentioned that um someone commented on that that they cannot that they're mutually exclusive in mm. in mm. some sort. Um. But it's not. I mean, I, I I can speak for myself. I'm not sure about Sarah, but but yeah. I mean, I've found that I found that they can coexist. But for you, um, how do they intertwine?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I just think like me discovering, you know, what what is faith and what is God, and there's so much mystery and beauty, and and who are we and what are all these pieces of ourselves and. And I think growing up in the evangelical church, there's so much shame around sexuality and sex and that part of ourselves is supposed to be sort of hidden and mm-hmm. we don't really talk about it. And I think there's such a freedom in exploring that part of who we are and that, you know, the part of my sexuality that allows me to express myself fully that allows me to embrace myself and my whole authenticity and that mm-hmm. allows me to see myself in loving somebody else. And that is, that is who God is, is, is a, like authenticity and, and mystery and beauty and love. And so those things I don't think can be mutually exclusive. I think they, they have to coexist because I think God created all of those things. And in me allowing myself to sort of embrace all of that and all of me and, and sort of kind of live and stand firmly in this world, fully who I am that's just that my faith is just going to be a part of that and i can't really speak about one from the other and like i i think i've mentioned in that talk too about having to come out um at my workplace like as christian Mm-hmm. And you know, because it's so normal in the art world to be gay, and then I mentioned church, and they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, you go to mm-hmm. church." <laughs> it, it's sort of like this other coming out of of my faith, and because right. yeah. no one really thinks that they go together, and it, it's a really it's it's just such a beautiful existence. I feel like it's a privilege to sort of have those both, both of those kind of different worlds influence how I see the world and how mm-hmm. I communicate you know, this is how I see God. And this is how I see other people. And this is how I see my kids. Mm. And I've, if I didn't have this identity, I think it would be a lot different, for sure. Mm.
0: I remember just to quickly hop off of that. Um, when I was working at an office downtown, um, my supervisor, I mentioned, you know, how you start developing work relationships, and you get close to people, I mentioned that the same thing. Yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm actually a pastor's kid. And I'm mm. I'm also queer. And he's, He's looking at me and I'm like starting to sweat. I'm like, oh, shoot, oh. is this going to be a, is this going to be a hate crime moment? What is oh it? no! <laughs> and he goes, I think that's a very important conversation to have. And I'm excited for you. And, oh, and I feel that same way with, with your book, Stacy. And mm-hmm. um, I guess in a, in a way to kind of wrap this up um, mm. in lieu of the title of your book, Dear Younger Gay Me, um, what would you say to your younger self now that you're at where you are at right now? Yeah, I should, I should update the actual,
1: like the, the new, um, the book is t- retitled by the publisher. So the actual like official title is actually called still stays my gay Christian coming oh, of age story. So still you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like the official title, but I think it, like in the book, um, I sort of, I actually do write a letter to myself at the beginning and at the, at the end and the sort of how it's sort of bookended. And I sort of, I mean, I wish obviously today, if I were to talk to her, I would just say like, you know, I hope that you know that you are beautiful as you are mm-hmm. and that, you know, the way that God created you is, is fully good and fully, you know, un- doesn't need to be fixed. And that mm-hmm. if you kind of embrace that, I think, you you'd be amazed at what God could do through you and sort of let go of what you know other people think and what you think and what the critic thinks Mm -hmm. inside of you that there's just so many beautiful things to explore in this life Mm -hmm. and you know not miss out on that.
2: Yeah, we can leave it at that. We can conclude with that, listeners, um (laughs) thanks for joining us in this episode. Um I'm not sure if you turned up in that bit, because I did.
0: I definitely <laughs> did.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go cry to myself yeah, after that. Um, that was really beautiful. And um we hope you're encouraged with um this episode. And thanks for stay thanks Stacey for joining us. Um Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much, you guys. It was awesome to chat. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we don't mind meeting you in person once um COVID is Oh COVID. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Once COVID is nailed to the cross. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, can thank Thanks again, listeners. Um, we'll see you in the next one.